What's up guys and welcome back to Just In Time. So today I wanted to talk about something, oh right before we get into that actually, it's been a hot minute, I think like 3 months since I made the last video and you know I've been doing my masters but right now I've been doing practicum so I actually get to see clients, yay, what we've been practicing for our whole lives. But today that was just a super duper quick update. But right now, oh uh, right now, today, what I want to talk about was something that, a conversation I had quite a while ago um, with my good friend in Penang. Um, you know, I haven't really asked him if I can use his name, so I won't. But he's a really young kid that I play basketball with, really nice guy, a lot of potential. And, you know, we had a conversation about negative thoughts and also kind of like internal to how we talk to ourselves, basically. And it got me thinking about how I talk to myself how you know maybe a lot of people talk to themselves and also how we talk to ourselves number one in different situations in life and number two in different phases in our life now the easiest example i can think of is when i am working out or when i am playing basketball like i'm very like the the internal shit i'm saying to myself in my head i think if i said out loud it's kind of messed up I'll be like, especially if I'm working out. Like, if I'm working out, I'll be like, you know, freaking lift that shit, you bitch. Like, oh my god, like, you, you fucking suck. Like, another one, another one. Like, that's the type of stuff I say to myself in order to motivate me to, like, be better. But, like, I'm, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I don't talk about like that to myself all the time. It's just like when I'm working out. And you know how, again, like, if, if we play sports and stuff, when we get out onto the field, it's not to say that we become. I mean, at least for me, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I need to tell myself in my head that, like, you know, I'm the best player here. Like, I'm really, really good. Nobody's better than me. It's more to, like, maybe hype yourself up and also give yourself that self-confidence. Uh. I mean, that's what I feel uh, right now. Because if I go out thinking that, like, oh, you know, I'm subpar. I'm going to play as if I'm subpar. I'm going to play as if I'm not the best. So I think that's what I mean by, like, when we're athletes, uh, specifically, when we go out, we need to tell ourselves that we're the best. Even though we may not be the best there but we need to tell ourselves that i'm not sure if that's making sense and so he has this question because he's still a teenager yeah i mix with very young people i'm not like a predator or anything but like but yeah he was asking like does that what happens when that kind of translates into you know your daily life you know how we talk to ourselves on the court you know like oh my god like you're so shit come on buck up you need to do better you need to push harder run faster um last longer what happens when you start using maybe that kind of like quote-unquote negative type of thinking, like very hard on yourself type of thinking into your daily life? So if you're not doing well in your studies and you're trash-talking yourself basically, or if you do something wrong, you know, as we inevitably will, and then you start trash-talking yourself, like, is that healthy? And I guess something that I learned is that there's a push and a pull kind of motivation. So there's one type of motivation that will kind of push you forward. So thinking about something like a goal or a, an achievement that you want to get, that's kind of like a good kind of motive, like positive kind of motivation. I'm using the word, the terms positive and negatively rather loosely as in positive as in like it's a pushing force, right? Not? So like you, if you want to maybe get a, get a good body, then you tell yourself, okay, this is the body I want. I need to do this and that. And that's how I get there. So that's like a push motivation. But I learned that there's also a pull motivation that pulls you from failure. So the push pushes you to success, but the pull pulls you away from failure, which means that you also need to determine, instead of just determining what success is, also determine what failure looks like. And that's a conversation that a lot of us don't like to have because, you know, talking about your own failure is... It's difficult. No, no, it's, it's very unpleasant. 
And worst of all, you need to define what your failure looks like to you. And again, that's not an easy conversation to have with anybody, let alone yourself. So kind of like, if I don't get a good body, like let's just say I don't work out to get a good body, what does the failure part look like? Maybe in many years, I might be very unhealthy. I might, you know, oh, what if I get diabetes? What if I become obese? What if I develop heart problems? So these are kind of like the negative parts that will pull you away from that failure. And that's also a motivating force. And so we had this conversation where, you know, some people, you need to be a bit softer to them. As in like, you cannot be so hard on them when you want them to do something, you know, or else they might they might break down, you might crush them. So it's like, you know, you can do it. I think you just need to um, do this and that and you'll get there. We can do it together. Like that type of motivation. And another type of person is motivated by like, like for me, right? I'm very motivated when you tell me I cannot do something. Like I remember so clearly like when my mom, there's one time I came back from KL. So I, I already had a long drive. I was a bit tired. And she would, she'd asked me to fix this cabinet door. Very simple job, right not? But the thing is that obviously I was tired. I didn't want to do it right then and there. So she said, uh, can you fix this whenever you want? But it's okay if you don't know how to fix it. I don't mind. I'll just call a guy. And I was like, what? No, I can do it. I can do it right now. And they said, oh, but you said you're tired. And I was like, yeah, but you just said I cannot do it. I need to prove it. <laughs> so I immediately went. I dropped all of my bags. And I just fixed the door right then and there within a couple minutes. And she was like, how did you do that? And I was like, you tell me not to do it and I'll figure it out. Like, so that's how I'm wired, right? Not, and I'm sure a lot of people will relate to that. Like, if you tell us we cannot do something, we will want to do it already. But that doesn't work for everybody. So it kind of, you know, you need to, I guess you need to know yourself. You need to kind of like explore yourself. That's something I'm very big on, like self-awareness. Be aware of how you are motivated and how you're driven. But coming back to this kind of self-talk, I kind of went off on a motivation tangent there. How we were talking about self-talk, I think it's important to realize that at different parts of your life, we are talking to ourselves a little bit differently because we're equipped with different information. Like as a teenager, a lot of things you're seeing for the first time, right? Not you're seeing um, peer pressure for the first time. Maybe you're seeing drugs or alcohol, depending on what school or what kind of teenager you are, I guess, like for the first time. Maybe some teenagers have to see work for the first time, you know, when they're 16 or 17 or 18. Um, some people, maybe they, they come from families who only have one parent and they need to see that, you know, they see things differently. So you're seeing a lot of things for the first time as a teenager. And I guess that's such an important phase of your life because what are you telling yourself? What are the, who are you surrounding yourself with at that age? And what, you know, your parents are telling you, maybe your friends are telling you. I think that really, really affects a kid's mind, a child's mind. And that is going to affect how they talk to themselves a lot later in life. In fact, you know, people even as young as three, four, seven, nine, you know, stuff that you tell a child then, that is going to probably affect their self-talk as well. I think in uh, in psychology, there's a term called automatic thoughts. So, you know, like what, what's the first thing? Oh, ouch. What's the first thing that pops into your mind when you are faced with a certain situation, you know? And I think it's very important that we regulate those self-thoughts we are trying to like, because I did have a client also ask me, is it okay if I journal negatively? And so we were like, okay, let's define negatively, right? Not like when you're journaling, what do you mean journal negatively? And we decided that hey, it's okay if we journal about having negative emotions. So kind of like, oh, I felt bad today. I felt very depressed today. I felt upset today. I felt that this situation was very hard for me to deal with. That's, that's okay. You know, having those thoughts is very, very normal. But we, d- we decided, we determined, right, not that journaling stuff like 
I did a very bad job today. I am very bad at my job. I, uh, I totally messed up today. I'm such a failure. That kind of journaling, that kind of self-talk is the type of quote-unquote negative self-talk that you want to avoid, right not? Because one of it is looking at the situation realistically. Right not? I, I did have a bad day today. Right not? Let's not lie to ourselves and say that it was a good day. Maybe it was a long, tiring, hard day. A lot of stuff messed up. I'm pretty, I'm so drained. That's, that's normal. But to, to flip that and say that like, oh my God, you're such a piece of shit. Like you suck so badly. Like you're so bad at your job. You should quit. You should, you know, all this type of thought, that's the type of self-talk that we want to be very, very aware of. And also I would say hold into, into submission. Like we want, we need to kind of take control of those so to make sure that we don't spiral. It's so easy to point everything at ourselves and then kind of have a very negative self-view about ourselves. And so that was what um, I was talking about with uh, my friend, that kid. I cannot... He's a kid to me. Uh, he's a kid to me. And so we were just... We were discussing that knowing what kind of self-talk is good for you and also monitoring the thoughts that are going through your head. Is it a realistic view of the situation or have you turned it into your self-blaming? You know, you're pu- putting all the blame on yourself. So yeah, I think that is uh, all I had to think about today. No, I'll not think about but all I wanted to share today. Uh, yeah, it was about self-talk and yeah, different kinds of motivation. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little segment of my brain as usual. If you guys have any topics that you want to talk about, you know, I would be glad to talk about them. I usually just talk about stuff that I have talked about with other people. I find that very, very interesting and stuff, you know, that sparked my own train of thought. So yeah, I'm really glad for you guys tuning in. Thanks. See you next video.